0: Hello, and welcome to the Trials of Dungeon World, an actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is the Trial of Dungeon World, episode number four, Third Eye Blind. In our last episode, we ran away from a sand creature and the sandstorm and into one of the glass towers and found that it was the one that we were looking for. However, there were several glass golems that came to life and began battling us before we could free Elfeta from the glass-encased jewel hanging from the center. Do we survive this encounter? Do we free Elfeta? Do we become full-fledged guild members? Find out in the Trial of Dungeon World, episode number four, Third Eye Blind.
1: would like to use the hand that's not being crushed grab my knob carry and aim with all all of my might at the ankle or knee or leg that is crushing my hand to try to break it and and release the pressure on my hand so i can better assist my friends
2: roll hack and slash please hack and slash So in Dungeon World, combat is – some people, when they first look at combat in Dungeon World, they think it's pretty boring because all you can roll is hack and slash or volley if you're using a ranged weapon. But the excitement comes in the imagination of the players and all the different things that you can use to your advantage. I want you gentlemen to think about the environment that you're in. Think about the different things that you could do that you could use in your environment or something that you could take out of your adventuring bag. For example, um, if you could somehow defeat this one that's bearing down on you, or distract it, or shove it out the door, or you know, who knows what happens when it goes outside of its tower, for example. Maybe it breaks. I don't know. We're going to find out if you do it. But you can also grab a rope from your adventuring gear, if you have it, or ask the player who does, and then use it to, 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 to throw a, what do you call that, lasso, this hanging jewel in the middle here and use it to swing up to the top of the balcony, for example. I have been a a Pathfinder player, and one of the reasons why I left Pathfinder and went to Dungeon World is because Dungeon World encourages creative thinking, and I encourage you guys to just think way outside the box, close your eyes and imagine that you're actually in this tower, and instead of just going, I hit it, or I do this, or I do this, think about it's a huge statue. It's made of glass. What are its weaknesses? You know, what could I do? Could I, like, try and turn into something that, for example, could I turn into an animal that can screech so loudly that it shatters all the glass, for example? Maybe I could do that. You know, just after a while, I've noticed that players who start playing Dungeon World, at first you play very, you know, okay, it's my turn, I hit it. Okay, it's my turn, I do this. And then you start doing things at the same time, kind of talking at the same time. Rowan does that. Okay, well, Rowan's doing that. I do this. Okay, well, while he's doing this, I do that. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, when you do this, this happens. And when you do this, this happens. And then you get some really crazy stuff happening. Okay? Turn into Fran Drescher. (laughs) (laughs) That would make everyone... (laughs) Poor Fran Drescher. If Fran Drescher ever listens to this, you guys will be in so much trouble because she's like a role player and she'll listen to this and then you guys will get sued. <laughs> okay, so anyway, back to the combat, which is moving along excitingly. Yellow mane. you rolled a hack and slash. Oh, look at that. Now that was a thing of beauty. mane rolled an 11. So not only uh, um, do you uh, hit this, you also do some incredible damage. Roll your damage. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry because the damage the number of damage isn't as big isn't as big a deal as what actually happens and um there's no bars on this because I'm just keeping track of it okay so um this one here your uh knob carry is, is it something that has like a like a chain on it is that correct it's it's more of a club more Oh, of like
1: a, a club a big, okay. like, a,
3: like a stick yeah. with a with a rock duct tape to the end of it yes
1: oh, okay Except so you're
3: out a ball stick
0: <laughs> so, not like that at all.
2: Your knob carry comes down upon his foot, smashing the entire front half of his foot off. Describe what happens after that. How do you respond? You now have this... It's no longer covering your hand. You can move your hand out and respond. Yellowmane, what do you do? Uh, Rowan is behind you, ready to offer aid. Also, I encourage you guys to work together as well, too.
1: I would like to... Um... Take my former idea of becoming a another wild forest beast, and I would like to become something akin to an eastern forest bison, which does exist in Europe, of um of this world that we live in of Earth, and um, <laughs> and and try buck and toss this guy off the balcony, with
2: my. Oh, okay, all right. So because it, you, this takes some concentration. I would recommend that you work in tandem with your um, companions and because if you just start to do this, it will, you you know, you'll be vulnerable to its attack while you're shape, shape shifting because you have to concentrate. So I would um, communicate that with Rowan and you guys should work out some sort of plan so that Rowan fends them off while you shape shift perhaps, or you can just choose to do it.
1: Perhaps I will, uh, I'll back up and I'll say Rowan uh, step in here for a second. And then as I, Pass him. I'll start concentrating and change shape, and then. Okay,
2: uh, I will. Um, I will offer you. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Matthew. I will offer you a roll p point if you can do that in character from the standpoint of, like, you. If you're in danger and you're this thing is bearing down on you and your hand is still hurting and you're having your hand is not broken but it's definitely injured and Rowan's behind you, you wouldn't just turn to him and say, hey, okay, dude, so I'm going to step back here, and then you can step ahead. You would do something. You would say, Rowan, please guard my front while I step back here and make the change into this creature of the forest or something. You know what I mean? So I'm going to just straight out bribe the fuck out of you. Give me something worth worthy of an RP point, dude. Rowan, get up here. Bash him with your shield for a second, I'm about
1: to turn into a bullet in a china shop, and we're going to make some glass fly.
2: That's more like it. That's more like it. And Yellowman is a huge man, so has he said this in a deep voice?:
3: You saying Matthew deep doesn't have a deep voice? voice? That I
1: probably Deeper
2: don't voice
3: <laughs> uh, Lord, Lord Come Lord. and Lord. save us.
2: There we go
3: I am your father, Rowan.. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, um, Yellowmane, I promised you an RP point, so I'll give you one for that, but I'd like you to really work your character, okay?
0: Work the body, work the body.
2: Um, okay, so while he's doing that, Rowan, you hear your companion call out for help. Dude, respond. Yellowmane, my friend, I'll come to your
3: rescue! And after my very heroic pole vault, I'll I'll pull out my spear and, and jab it, uh, both pointily and distractingly, over Yellow Main toward the uh, giant glass thing.
2: Okay, and I will say that this, um, just to make things even more fun, this balcony is just about arms breadth apart. It's tight quarters, all right? Mm-hmm. So um, you have a spear. You have reach on that spear. That means that you can do what you're saying you can do. Um, the tags actually just help help the GM describe how the story comes out, you know, what happens. For some things like a spear, it's pretty obvious what happens. Anyway, you spear through uh, with that, and your spear, um, spear, your spear uh, heads in. And describe to me, roll hack and slash, and then describe to me what happens. While you're doing that, Mal Theron and uh, Connor, I want you to be working on what's going on with this, and once again, work as a team. And I want you guys to do me some character work here. Michael, you like how I'm getting down on your men? Look at this. I that do. I got it wrong. <laughs> I'm making. A I role still play. do. <laughs> like, damn it! You guys are going to do some role play if I have to smack it out of you. Fourteen. Holy yes, so, smokes! So, Rowan hefts the
3: spear above his shoulder, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, thrust it forward in his hand so that he grips it from the very back end and thrusts over Yellowmane and down clipping out a large glass chunk of leg, the right leg of this glass monster, so that it pivots precariously toward the (laughs) uh, precipice of falling over.
2: (laughs) Rowan, I like the way you're thinking, dude. So it's now flailing around the edge here, flailing. And there is, um, there's no, I'm not going to say there's any kind of balcony. I mean, like balustrade or something like that. It's just an open area. He can fall. He's now at the edge. That's not OSHA safe. Beg your pardon?
3: I said, that's not OSHA safe. You
2: can't not no. have a banister.
3: And, this and isn't this, a safe workplace. I'm filing a complaint when we get back with with the guild that this is an unsafe working environment.
2: <laughs> and that will be taken under advisement and filed in the to-be-handled pile. <laughs> uh, Rowan, you dive forward on that statue and you do some wonderful damage on it. Roll your damage. And he's now also flailing near the edge. Now it's not. These two are not standing still. They are moving too. This one has been uh, sort of observing your attacks, trying to decide how it's going to uh, handle things. So is this one as well too. This one now moves to here. What the hell?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know what my damage die is. I just assumed it was 1d10,000. I got a rather low roll of 2,830. <laughs>
2: I should just put that in. He explodes as yeah. all of his atoms come apart with the violence of it all, and everyone who takes glass damage. When you when I say roll your damage, I mean click on your token and click the damage button.
3: <laughs> Dumbass. There's a damage button.
2: Honey. Whoa. There's nine. a button that's, for everything. That's a lot less exciting. <laughs> I know. He takes two two thousand eight hundred thirty minus nine. Um, oh, that's you. Uh, so, yeah, he takes uh, minus nine points. That takes him down quite a bit. And actually, let me give him a bar so that you guys can actually see visually where they are and have a kind of idea as to how much farther you have to go. That's where he is. And that's where he has a bar already. Okay, good. All right. So, you have, oops, that was the wrong one. Did I do that right? No, it was. Okay, I got it. All right, so uh, this guy has moved forward. He takes out a beautifully wrought bow and a bunch of glass arrows. And suddenly, Malthoran and Connor, you feel glass arrows come raining down on you. One glass arrow comes down and it, and here's where I head over. So my role is slightly different than the player's in that I don't roll hack and slash I perform a, an action. I give them what's called a GM move. And um, so I'm going to roll a GM move. And uh, this is what happened. This is what I pulled for that. And um, so I'm now going to, unfortunately, make things even more difficult for you. Aaron a bow, I mean a glass arrow, comes at you, Aaron and impales you through... Not Not in your body, but through your your cloak you're wearing here. I, I think you're wearing a cloak. I'm not sure. Uh, but if you're not, it impales you basically it impales you to the wall through your armor. You are now pushed back and up against the wall and pinned there by a glass arrow going through your clothes and pinning you up to the wall. Connor, you notice your companion um, <laughs> is in difficult circumstances as this glass statue. Uh, hobbles, it's it's actually has, since its leg is half gone, it's falling down but it still has the ability to flail its arm. so it's now lying on its side and um, it's getting ready to flail that Morningstar right at Maltharen who cannot fight it back because he is pinned to the wall he can lift up his weapon and move, but he can't move, he's pinned you're going to have to figure out what to do with that Connor
4: Okay, so the statue is on the ground or still standing?
2: It's on the ground. It has fallen because I must take into account the fact that you guys sliced its leg off. Half of its leg. So it's now on the ground. It can still kick with one leg, and it can still flail that morning star around. And also, uh, one more thing. At this moment, it I told you it had a canister in the second hand. It takes that canister, shakes it, throws it on the ground, and a ton of smoke comes out of it you guys are now all you guys down on the ground floor are now unfortunately this area is now filled with smoke there you go so uh yellow and Rowan on the ground floor you see a canister drop and a bunch of smoke come out there's now smoke everywhere and you can't tell now what's going on with Connor and Malthron. um yellow you are going to roll now for shape shifting please Okay, uh, Yellowmane, you have an eight now. That for shape-shifting is... Uh, you get to spend two... Ho- Unfortunately, you're still rolling really high on your shape... Well, I mean, high enough that I, haven't, I can't do a failure. When you fail in shape-shifting, it's pretty funny. Okay, so you now get uh, two hold. And can you write into chat what you're changing into again? A boar, I think?
3: It was a forest bison.
2: A turducken. What's a turducken? (laughs) A delicious dinner. Okay. Alright, so you guys... uh, Now, I did tell you that forest bison was a no-go, so you're going to have to choose a... uh, There's no such thing as a forest bison. Okay, boar. (laughs) Okay, so yellow mare has changed into a boar. I'm going to move this smoke to the lower layer so I don't keep moving around accidentally. There we go. Um, And Rowan, you are... You are up. I'm I'm moving you because I assumed you moved forward.
3: Uh, no, I'm still standing behind Yellowman using my oh. You are to okay.
2: Then I'm sorry. Let me move you back. Okay, so this one is now uh, on the edge, trying to gather its uh, feet, and I'm gonna roll to see if that happens or not. I'm rolling a audience. I'm rolling a very unlikely. Aw, come on, for frick's sake! Even the DM is at the mercy of the dice. That was the roll for, and I rolled very unlikely on that. The way it works in RPG solo, if you haven't seen it yet, is uh, you can roll anywhere from almost impossible, very unlikely, unlikely, somewhat unlikely, 50-50. Then it rolls up to somewhat likely, likely, very likely, sure thing. And there's still a chance of failure even on the sure thing. But it's very small. Um, anyway, so he is able to hold his balance. Rowan, what do you do? This one is now moving up to face you all. Well, they
3: probably can't both attack us at once, given that they're nine feet tall and this space is only about four feet wide. They don't have exactly. reach like I do, so I'm gonna continue stabbing the one that failed to fall off, um, to encourage it to fall off, knowing that we can't be attacked by the uh, creepy white one behind it.
2: Yeah, so, you can't. Yep. Um. um and I'm so, gonna,
3: uh, I, I, I um, I, before I, I had my spear, uh. Down and low toward its its right leg. Now I'm gonna sweep the spear back up across its chest.
2: Alright, oh, roll hack damage. and slash for I that. Need to
3: roll hack and slash. Oh, and I do a terrible
2: job. <laughs> he rolled a four on that. If you roll six or less, mark XP, please. And let me determine what happens to that as a result of that. Oh, okay. Um so that was a complete Failure on your part, but what he does is... (laughs) That's all right, though, because you'll have a chance to redeem yourself if you live. (laughs) So, um, he grabs your sphere, which, um, because he's still sort of unsteady a little bit, he's come back, but he's still going like this trying to pay attention to you. Your spear comes in, he grabs it and disarms you. He now holds your sphere. He now has your sphere and his own spear in his hand which like he now spear. takes and he now takes both of those spears and dives, drives them at the chest of the boar which is now staring him down. He takes both of those spears and attempts to dive them into the chest of the boar. The boar needs to respond. respawn ha, oh, What do you do? The music was so perfect there <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome Alright uh, I'm going to actually uh, ask what you do guys just jump in there.
0: All right. Well, I I'm stapled to the wall, so I'm going to uh just basically roll away uh and let it in the arrow go all the way through and come out the other side uh, if that's possible. <laughs> um yes. and then I actually um Connor is still be- is beside me next to the statue that's beside us as well doing its Scooby Doo routine, right? Like it's Connor, on its side. Doing? It's like the, the statue's on its oh, side. Oh, yeah, it's sort on of... its
2: side. It's on its side, yes. That statue's on its side. Um, and it is aiming a hefty kick towards your knee as you begin to move away from the wall. Describe how you move away from the wall and what happens to your armor with the glass arrow. Does it rip or sh- where the arrow was? Do you now have a hole in your armor there?
0: Yeah, which I wear leather. I mean, as a cleric I don't have like heavy armor on any or as a wizard, I'm sorry. Um so yeah, I just rip it out so there's like a big hole right there, a big gaping wound. Okay. My, my right, right arm is a little like bit you weak.
2: To defy danger by powering through and I'm gonna minus one from that for the fact that you were uh impaled. Uh that's an eleven, still a, a very powerful roll there. Um, and so the threat does not come to bear. The glass, just as you roll away, the glass foot comes shattering into the wall and just pounds into it. It does not break, but you definitely see cracks coming through the glass. These statues are made to fight, so they're not just fragile, but they are glass. So it comes pounding in. The, The wall next to you shudders a bit. The smoke is beginning to rise up, gentlemen, to you guys on the top floor. And Malthrin and Connor, you guys both have tears in your eyes because this smoke is an irritant as well too. <laughs> and so you know you can still you can see but it's smoky down there, but you guys are definitely your eyes are watering. Con- Connor, you noticed Malthrin come pulling out from the wall and the uh, statue on the ground just narrowly miss it. Connor, what can you what will you do here?
4: All right, uh, Connor is going to rush the statue that is lying on the ground. Uh, and try to shove it backwards away from the ramp and the wizard uh, out towards the door
2: of the tower. Okay. I think that would just be Defy Danger by quick thinking, actually, on that one. Okay. Okay. As you're heading towards the, the door, the, um, the statue grabs your ankle, and it now has your ankle and one vice-like grip mouth, uh, I'm going to go up to the top here. Rowan and Yellowmane. uh, Rowan, you see a heaving boar in front of you. Matthew, what do you do?
1: I would like to charge the statue that is off balance, get my big snout and tusks in his crotch, and (laughs) fuck him with my head over the side, and hopefully send him into atoms when he hits the ground.
2: (laughs) Ha ha ha! Alright, roll hack and slash for that. Um, even though you're in boar shape, I'm going to have you roll hack and slash for that. Because you're using your tusks as a weapon.
1: I sure am. And <laughs> my muscly neck. And my muscly snout. Oh! oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. We, complete wait. success! Complete success! <laughs> Yellowmane, describe what happens. Give me a juicy description, brother.
1: I kind of paw the ground with my little cloven hooves, and I breathe out, get that smoke that I'm starting to smell out of my nose, and I charge the the statue in front of me. I get my big bony head and tusks and snout into his crotch, and I go, wee, 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 (laughs) and flip him right over the side.
2: He goes, and he does a somersault like this. He goes flying twirling around and around and around like so, flying down, smashes into smithereens, and you are rewarded with feeling his life force escape up through the top of the tower and to the crest of the tower. The tower shudders a bit, and all of you feel the the tower sort of shudder like this, and then become more iridescent. The light is brighter, which for you, Malthrin and Connor, makes it a little bit easier to see through the smoke. This gentleman is gone. That's one down. Yay! So, Michael, if you guys survived this, I want you to, I want you to say, Jessa, I was wrong. I didn't believe.
0: Hey, we can still snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory, okay? It's not over yet.
2: It's not over every yet. Every session. it ain't over until the fat fat camel sings
3: that's right (laughs) all right uh rowan after the the boar nuzzles its way through the uh first glass statue i am going to uh let's see i i i am i've lost my spear it's now at the bottom of the cavern with shattered glass all around it but i still have a uh you know probably some crummy sword but i still have my trusty shield so I'm yes. going to uh, skip uh, past the boar and, and with, with the hope of, of charging into the next monster with my shield, not to damage it, but to disable or distract it for a follow-up boring.
2: Okay. Now, um, things are still looking pretty tight for our adventurers. I do want to remind two of your players that you do have RP points to spend. Now, uh, Rowan, you come charging in, and um, I would like to hear your uh, battle cry, please. For guts, glory, and guild membership! The statue looks momentarily confused and then raises itself as you come flying into it. Raising your shield, you...
3: Lean my shoulder and all my weight behind it, uh, pushing off of the stout boar legs, and mash uh, right into its sort of midsection.
2: Roll hack and slash, please. Beautifully done, sir, and um you are attacking an enemy in Malay. You slam into it. I will allow you to s- describe actually, you know what one second we'll do it together. I'm going to roll a battle action, you go smashing into it, and you disarm it the it, the what it was carrying is a sword, despite the fact that it has a spear on it, each one is carrying a different weapon. this one's carrying a sword. a beautiful long sword it's a beautiful long sword, so describe how he how you disarm that sword from this I, howling I, I, statue.
3: I, I ram into its chest with my uh, shield, and its its uh, glass arms fly up from its body and away as its uh, torso and main body are pushed backward. I see the opportunity to grasp my free arm around its glass arm and actually break the glass hand off at the wrist, including the grass sword, which I can then flip around and grab cutting deeply into my own fingers to wield myself.
2: Awesome. Uh I am going to ask you to take 1d4 damage for the finger cutting and the sword is here and has flown off. It's now skittered over in this direction.
3: Wait, wait. Right? But I'm, the reason yeah. I'm rolling 1d4 is because I'm now armed with its sword, right? Not because the sword flew away.
2: Did you want to take the sword or did you want to let it cuz it it
3: Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm unarmed, uh, so now I am armed with a big glass sword. I can use to stab the glass monster.
2: Okay, then um, yeah, you now have that sword. I'll move it off here. I thought it skittered away, and you take three damage sword. for your for your bravery and heroics. Your hand is bleeding, but you now hold the hand and the sword of this glass thing. Unfortunately, that leaves this glass thing with a hand that can still with an arm without a hand on the end, and tons of a very sharp-edged arm ending you know what i mean <laughs> where the hand was it, gra- it reaches up this a- arm ending flying down to come slash you right across the face with the edge of its and if the and you could swear that it actually becomes more lit more iridescent like an iridescent lighting of rage inside of it and it just goes flying down. It's like, you took my sword, you son of a bitch, you will pay. Roll! And describe how you try to avoid this, and then I'll tell you what move you trigger for that.
3: I think, uh, you know, if 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 things are fe- feeling dire, if I haven't heard Pete 1 from our poor friends underneath in the smoke who seem to get glass arrows shot at them from time to time, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume things are going pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And so instead of dodging out of the way or... um you know, trying to parry or block it with my shield. I'm simply going to stand here like a stalwart adventurer and take it. Push through the pain, you know, do one of those things where, where, uh, you know, in the movies where you, where you you punch the person tied to the chair and they just spit blood out of their mouths and they're fine. He's going <laughs> to rake me across the chest and I'm going to spit out some blood and now, just be I... fine and take no hit points of damage. That's how I'm powered. Through.
2: All righty then. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, before you make the decision, I will warn you that this is an arm with a glass hand, so it's got, you know, sharp edges. It's going for your face. I described your face. Yes,
3: and okay. I'm assuming that uh, since we're, this is a narrative-heavy system. Yes, it is. That this mm-hmm. is also a, a storytelling system, to the, or, or cinematic yes. system, to the fact that if I get raked by glass, but make my defeat danger by endurance roll, Yes. that I take zero damage even though I got yes. raked in the face with glass. Yes,
2: that's exactly true. So yeah. the, the, what I'd like you to do is uh, defy danger by enduring, please. All right. All right. And um, now... I
3: don't spit blood out. I spit gobs of glass
0: and teeth.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Eyeballs yeah. have been shredded. You're blind. Thank you.
2: All right. Yeah, All right. You, are now, you are now blinded. One more, please. So, um, there are two things that are going to happen as a result of this.
3: So, nobody trip over my eyeballs. They're very slippery.
2: (laughs) But, (laughs) I would... (laughs) Oh, this is the best part of the game for me. Those decisions that make the story go one way or the other.
3: One way or the other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Roman, first of all, roll 1d10 damage, please cuz that's not something that can kill you but it's definitely something that's going to cause you a lot of injury take 5 points of damage please and also he rakes down your skin it burns and sears as razor sharp glass comes down on you it takes out, i can't do this it takes out it takes out your eye one of your eyes just one comes flying out of your head and rolls down onto the ground in front of this thing Um, you can choose which eye.
3: Uh, that would be the third eye that was in my forehead. I didn't mention that, did I? I have three. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Just for such an occasion. It came out of my adventurer's bag. (laughs) Okay. That'll be left eye.
2: (laughs) All right. Left eye is gone. It is now on the ground. You can attempt to try and save it if you can still see it. You're howling. Um, and I'm going to switch down to Connor. Connor and Malthren. It's, even though it's eerily quiet in the, in the here, um, the sounds of battle are raging. You hear what you feel is, it's hard to tell, Rowan's scream. You also hear the snuffling of a boar. But you hear a scream, a blindingly loud scream reverberate around the tower. Connor and Malthrin. Connor, you are currently grasped in the arm of a uh, glass statue. Malthrin, you are currently free. You guys can also choose to try and defend um, one, one another. Uh, you can uh, choose, we can choose to do whatever you can think of, basically. Oh, also, there was a, a stone, a, a, go- a glass statue that went flying down and glass went flying everywhere. Narrowly missed you guys, but uh, yeah, glass went flying everywhere. And you know that uh, it was the sound of a crashing statue.
0: All right. So what I, what Maltham wants to do is Connor was trying to drag the statue to the door, and the, and the statue grabbed him, and they're kind of engaged for a moment. And uh, what I see happening in, in all this melee, Connor has dropped his shield at some point; it's on the ground. So when I see the statue falling, I grab a shield and pull over in front of my face to block the shards that are flying. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna pull a Captain America, and I'm gonna come down with that shield and try to behead the statue.
2: <laughs> Do it, hack and slash, please. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: even glass beings have a central nervous system for some
2: reason. have
3: a central nervous system. It loses <laughs> yeah. its head and is no less capable than it was before. It stabs you with <laughs> its now sharp neck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I might steal that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let me determine what happens here. I'm going to do that thing that you guys tell me never to do. This is what I rolled. That's GM move. That's
0: what I was trying to do.
2: Yeah, you were trying to separate head from body. Unfortunately, your uh, shield is um, unsuccessful, but you slam the shield down. It misses and hits the um, glass floor of the tower. And your sword, uh, a part of your sword, it, It cracks. It doesn't quite break in half, but it cracks. So I'm going to use separate them as to denote on on the shield. The shield has now got a large crack going through it. It is not as effective as you would like it to be anymore. Connor, you are grasped in the hands of a glass statue. What do you do? Okay, well, since my
4: shield just got destroyed, I will attempt to break the wrist of the statue that is holding me. Uh, hopefully, okay. did enough damage to get away.
2: Okay, and this is a pretty heavy uh, statue, but you can also try and pull it uh, with your leg or something. I don't know how heavy it is. Maybe, help me out, you guys. I don't know, like, how big a, how what a glass statue would weigh. Maybe 50 pounds or something? Maybe more? Probably more than uh, that.
0: Several hundred, hundred pounds, solid,
3: I would think. Pounds, if it's solid, 400?
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, in that case, glass then, yeah. And, and it is older. solid.
3: It sinks, yeah. so it's got to be more heavy than a person of a comparable size.
2: Okay, well, in that case, then, yeah, there's no dragon going on unless you become Superman. Connor, you uh, you try and break his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, describe how you do that. You're going to need some force. You can use your other foot. Uh, um, its hand is uh, it's just you still, Yeah.
0: So he still has those uh, things on your boot from where we were trying to climb the statue.
2: Ah! Smart thinking! Yeah, like,
0: do something with that.
4: Well, that probably room. wouldn't do too much. It would just stick me to the glass, which I'm trying to get away from.
2: I so, think it would probably break the gl- I mean, no, I don't know about breaking, but we'll see. Yeah, go whatever you'd like to do. Right.
4: So um, I will um, throw my weight backwards so that his wrist turns a little bit. And with that momentum then of his wrist moving, I would try to hit what would be kind of the top of his wrist, uh, where that smaller bone typically is. Yeah. So trying to pull his wrist into a better shot by throwing myself backwards and then aiming down as it's moving and exposing itself a little bit.
2: That sounds great. Go ahead and roll hack and slash for that. All right. So um, on a 7 to 9, you deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Roll damage, please. For rolling damage, just click on your token and then click the damage. All right. So not too much damage, but that's all right because... It makes an attack against you and it grabs, it releases, suddenly releases your arm and it. So, um, I see, seeing that you guys, the only weapon you really have between you is a shield that's kind of broken now. Connor, you, it, it, your wrist, you're able to break free of its wrist. So it no longer has you. It breaks free. It loosens its hold on you and it reaches up, clasping on the ground there to hit your shield, uh, that you're holding, Malthurin. And the shield cracks into you now have half a shield in your hand. You guys can choose to run with it. you can you also the smoke has dissipated at this point, by the way. Um, it's moved up, and it's mostly affecting Yellow man, Yellow Mane, and Rowan now. so I'm going to now move the smoke out of the way because it's not everlasting smoke that you guys now have a clear view right next to you. you can see uh, two spears on the ground amongst the glass. Both you, Mal- Malthoran, and Connor can see this.
0: Okay. Now, or is it still us, or are you moving back? I thought you were moving back to Ye- Yellowmane and Rowan for actions.
2: I hadn't. Um, I oh, was okay. uh, letting you guys know that there are two spears here. Okay. And Rowan and Yellowmane, I'm going to leave for just a moment more. Um, and this one here has slowed down on the glass arrows um, and is m- seeming to look in a shaken way at this. Golem pieced on the, this. I keep wanting to say golem. this uh, statue on the on the ground. So it has slowed down.
0: So what I want to try to do is pretty much what I did the first time, I want to try to use magic missile and, and hit the ankle of the one that was shooting the arrows at me, hoping that if I crack the ankle, it might fall off because it's right at the edge anyways.
2: Wonderful. So that is, we're going to cast a spell first. Nine. Awesome. Let me just put that... um In here, wizard, cast a spell. So um, the spell is cast, but choose one.
0: So what I'm thinking, if you give me the the freedom here, is that it works. And other than taking one of those, I actually miscalculate, and I'm underneath it as it falls.
2: All right. Um, I will allow you to roll Defy Danger as well, too, to get out of the way of this. This goes tumbling down into the abyss and flying down. Theron, you are underneath it. Dear, dear, dear. <laughs> and. I have a broken shield I can put over my head. You can put that broken shield over your head. I mean, this is all. We're, you guys are going when all Connor Indiana Jones up here.
4: Falling from the balcony, he will uh, attempt to grab the one on the ground and yank it into the path of the falling one along with himself.
2: Okay. Uh, who was that again? That was. That was uh, Connor. Yeah, Connor. That's me. Okay. So, Connor, you're attempting to defend. So, Uh, roll defend. Yeah, I'm attempting
4: to grab the statue and knock Malthoran out of the way, putting myself and the half-damaged statue in the path of the fallen one.
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, Roll defend, please. Now, um, as this thing falls from its perch, it also, flailing about, knocks down, knocks the jewel. With the body in it, and knocks it right, breaks the jewel open as it goes flying by, and a body comes flying down as well too, an inert body. Connor rolled an eight on defense, so for seven to nine, you get to hold one. Basically, you get to pick one of these things that happens. So you um, redirected attack. You can have the attack's effect or damage. You can. So open the would the attack have been made against Malthron? Since Mountain was underneath, yeah, the attack was just by the laws of okay, physics so it's made against them. him.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's out of the way. It's all
2: against me. Okay, so I'm going to redirect the attack to you, Connor, and I'm going to roll damage on this one because... Actually, no, I take that back. Um, I'm going to have you roll damage, and I am going to have you roll... Please don't roll a 10. I'm going to have you roll a 1d10, please. Please, please don't roll a 10. Please don't roll a 10. Please don't roll a 10. Although, if you roll a 10, we, we'll get to do... No! Um, oh! oh! So <laughs> close. One hit point left. Connor, this is what happens. Flying down is this glass statue, huge, heavy it doesn't land on you as that would immediately kill you break your spine or something but it lands next to you glass of course flies everywhere huge chunks one chunk goes right into your chest and belly area you are bleeding now from the chest and belly and then right next to you also falling as everything's going like this and you're like oh ah, everybody's falling is an inert body that lands in the ground on the ground next to you among all the glass and everything
0: Can I try to catch it?
2: Yes, you can, actually. What would that be? Quick thinking. Defy danger with quick thinking.
0: Mm, Womp, womp, Nope.
2: (laughs) You attempt to catch the body. Unfortunately, you fail Uh, on uh, that. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It goes exactly like that. And you're like, oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, (laughs) whoops. I still have the shield.
2: Sorry. (laughs) But the good news is that this statue is what this statue the falling statue lands on is this statue breaking that statue completely and apart because that's what you were using trying to shield yourself with that that worked wonderfully and that statue is now gone two statues down that leaves yellow mirror main and rowan above with one statue in front of it rowan your eyeball is floating around on the ground uh yellow mirror you see this behind you what do you i mean what do you do
1: so the the statue that took out uh, Rowan's eye is still behind me
2: it's, yes, it is in front of you, yes,
1: I would like to uh charge and 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 gore him off the edge
2: as well all right, hack and slash okay, please roll high, please roll high, please roll high <laughs> <Yeah. gasps> yes, for the audience, that was a twelve that's uh almost as high as you can roll <laughs> he, he uh he got a six and a five plus his strength. you get to describe Yellowmane.
1: excellent I would like to kind of squeal way! to kind of let Rowan know that he's uh because I can obviously smell the blood I smell his pain and uh i I know that he's in pain, so I squeal to let him know I'm coming through and he kind of sidles out of the way i uh i start gaining speed uh and i Get to the uh, the statue. I find a sweet spot right in his gut. I get a get my tusk a hold of something, and I just tip him over the edge, and he goes ass over tea kettle into the ground.
2: <laughs> and there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Crashes into a million pieces, and he's gone. As a as, a
1: as an aside action, can I can I use my my boorish, boorishly awesome sense of smell to find? Rowan's eyeball, if it's rolling around <laughs> yes. and and pick yes, it up for him.
2: Yes, you may. You can we'll your, your hooves. God, yeah. don't try. Then you can I, try I and, so. and cradle it gently in your mouth, and I'm not going to make you oh, roll for definitely.
1: that. Birds' mouths are very sensitive. <laughs> they find truffles. Come on, guys.
2: That is
3: true. They true. eat truffles too. Don't eat my eyeball. <laughs> oh, I'm not eating it. I'm going to get it for you.
2: So uh, Rowan has Rowan uh, Yellowman has your eyeball in his mouth. Yellowman, do you want to change back into human form and spend a yes. hold for that? All
1: right. Back, dude. Spit it into my hand and say, "Don't worry, Connor will fix you."
3: Holding one hand over my eye socket wound, I, uh, you know, look at his cradled hand contents. Really, I I look myself in the eye. And <laughs> I, I say, "Yes, all right. Let's let's go take care of this this first princess next." And, and on the way down the stairs, you you hear me muttering something about uh, no guild is worth this something something. About yeah, seventeen guys, bucks.
0: Don't forget the interest. Well,
3: I, I I um I assume that we're you know two thousand years before, you know prior, right? So yeah, inflation over that period means seventeen dollars is going to be worth a lot.
2: 17 dollars uh, $17 of gold pieces in this a coin actually is the what? currency in this game coin um but uh yeah it basically is going to be a lot it's going to be a lot of uh, of money so to move the story along i will let you guys know that after healing yourselves a little bit whatever connor can do you guys are able to crawl out of the do, do i have to like
3: put my eyeball in a, in a cup of milk or something and then <laughs> take it to a doctor I, I don't know how this works
2: well i'm about to tell you actually you guys come out of the tower and approaching, you see three of the reptilian emissaries, and they walk by the cow who has now given birth to a beautiful little cow. Which there, the two, the mother and uh, the other little cow, the other little camel cow, are licking it off and cleaning it and whatnot and cooing to it. And the three reptilian emissaries walk up to you. One carries a staff, and you know that that is the uh, head of the reptilian race. It's a she reptilian, I guess, or an it reptilian. And um, she walks up to you, and uh, she says in a kind of halting common, very thick, and uh, with some translation errors, but basically she says, I see that you carry our goddess in your hands. You have done us a great deed this day. I look I defensively also see-
3: my eyeball. I- <laughs>
2: Oh. I also see, and then right as she looks at you, she goes and she makes a reptilian hissing noise in her throat and she says, you are greatly injured. And then she she takes two hands and goes like this and waves to the other reptilian person behind her and she says uh, uh, Gorath heal him, do the best you can. Gorth lays hands on your eyes and you feel your eye soothing and the pain soothing and he says give me this, and he takes gently your eyeball, very, very gently, and he puts it in a very little pouch, and he says, I may be able to help you with this if we can get back to the village as soon as possible. This is all said in and reptilian and, and hand motions and whatnot, but you guys get the basic gist of it. The head of this, of the reptilians, walks over to the woman who is out cold, Elf- Elfetta, and, you're, and and I imagine that she is being held by Maltharin in uh, your arms, Malthrin. Yes. And she, he says she is still alive. Her pulse is faint, but it beats. She has some cuts and bruises, but yes, she is still alive. This is a miracle. But we must get past uh, uh, across the sand as soon as possible before the sandworm returns. And then she turns around and waves a hand, and she says, by the way, is this uh, your doing? And she waves a hand at the camel, and she looks at you, Malthrin, and she says, which of you uh, has uh, something to do with this? I didn't expect that you would also give us a brand new camel as a gift. I, and
3: I raise my hands and I, I say, yeah, that's... My, my uh minor in fighter college was ruminant obstetrics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she, she looks at you and raises a brow, not an eyebrow, she doesn't have them, just sort of raises a brow and says, as you wish, well... You would know if you lived on the edge of the desert that camels are of the most ancient and revered beings. And to have one blessed by being birthed in your presence is a rare, rare treat. I have never seen it and I have lived, oh, several hundred years or more. Therefore, as part of your gift, we give you, and now, here comes the fun part. Remember in the early uh, part I told you that how I roll for treasure? Now we get to roll for treasure, ladies and gentlemen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's only me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lady and gentlemen. We yes. have three
3: solid gold socks, all for left feet. <laughs> a key
0: to a spaceship. and you, you get a monocle, which means we have to poke your eye back out again.
1: <laughs> a key to a spaceship that's right up Michael's alley.
2: Yes. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to
3: shuffle the input lines. If we give her back to these people who worship her, we're not going to get our $17. Don't
0: forget the interest.
3: Or maybe membership in the guild. So hopefully this reward's better. Sorry to interrupt.
2: No worries. So they, you guys they, 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 get... They um, use a Nick's
3: back end. Good for them.
2: A miniature golden chest with tiny emeralds. And inside are 75 gold pieces for you guys to split. 75 coins and And you can ignore the second part. it's just uh the craft is is uh, exquisite detail. um she also hands you a ooh, you're not going to give us the key to the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but shut up
2: <laughs> and you also get an ancient trident that is so. Um, you can also feel magic cursing through it, but it's also um, so revered because it's of a wa- it's a water weapon, and there's no water here. And it, so, it, it,
3: it dates back to when the desert was, in fact, the the glass bottom of an ocean.
2: Exactly, it's ancient and powerful and worth way more gold than it's putting the, when it's putting there. Um, you know, it's basically priceless. You guys can try and sell it or do whatever you want with it. And then she, um, after an you guys walk back to the camp where they you notice that they offer you the finest accommodations. You guys are waited on hand and foot, and Rowan, they are able to put your eye back in, but if you were continue to play this character, you would have a short-sighted vision in that eye. And so you'd only be able to see so far away, and things might be a bit blurry. But yes, your eye is returned to you through the magic of the reptilians. And also, Lastly, Alphada wakes up after a few days' sleep and, through some intense discussion, realizes that not only does she owe you all 17 gold, she owes you 17 gold each for saving her life. She swears up and down that she will never pretend to be a goddess again, and you guys make your way back to the guild hall. Where you are welcomed with open arms.
0: Wait, but, but become... d-
2: d-
3: does she then tell the lizard people that she's not a goddess? I want to see the fallout.
2: Well,
0: what actually happens is the next morning, we, when you wake up, we're gone because this is actually my love, and I tricked you all to rescue her, and we run <laughs> off into the forest. She's my girlfriend.
3: <laughs> no wonder you wanted us to join this terrible guild. And <laughs> That's <this> right. <laughs>
2: So that's what happens. You guys wake up and uh, Malthoran and Elfetta are gone. They don't even, I don't know if they leave a note or not. And you three make it back to your guild and become, you actually get to skip because of all that you went through. You get to skip three guild levels and are immediately made intermediate guild members.
0: Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize.
5: But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality.
0: And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or RPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders and it doesn't cost you anything extra.
5: Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under Academy.
0: But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G., at TheCalebG.
5: And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy.
0: Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.